swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Right then, folks, what's happening? Welcome back once again to the This Is Trammy Instant Post Match Reaction Podcast at This Is Trammy on Twitter. My name is Matt Hibbert at Matt Hibbert on Twitter. Um, we are joined by Mr. Big Mouth, big time, pissed up himself, Mr. Paul Harper, back from the Royal Funeral. Pissed up by all accounts I read in the papers. You were made a right show yourself. It's the only way to do it, isn't it? it? You 12 know. pints of wood packer you had. <laughs> at Paul Harper, 82. The boys so are back. That's what Philip would have wanted. It is. He looked, he looked and pissed up on Woodpecker and causing the scene, <laughs> didn't he? Um, a win, a goal and a win, a one nil away win at Bradford. And we're, our... we're, we're both in shock, aren't we? Honestly, like I could do with 15 Woodpeckers, 14 Woodpeckers <laughs> right now. Um, it's been a long time. We were just talking off air, weren't we, Paul, saying how long it's been. The last win was Exeter six weeks ago, I think it was. Um, and the last away win was the week before... The cup final, South End. So it's been a while. It's our first goal in a month, nearly. I was thinking, thank God we scored, right? But Four hundred and ten minutes. What? Um, what's our April goal of the month going to be? <laughs> it <laughs> could be interesting, couldn't it? Yeah. If it's just that one. Let me have a quick little look through. Did we score? We got a beat by Cheltenham. Um, actually, do you know what? Didn't we score the goal against? Cambridge was a good goal, wasn't it? The Lewis volley. Like a little strike. Yeah. That was a good move and a good goal. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we can allow that, can't we? Um, yeah, but a win. A win and, you know what, right? Performance-wise, Paul. Meanwhile, i no idea what's going on in the background again. Like, Paul, you've come straight, you've come straight back. Really? After a week a weekend off, yeah. yeah, clean slate. We've wiped the slate clean. Yeah. Everyone said, you know, one comment everyone said about my solo show on Saturday was impeccably, just like the minutes observed, minute silence yeah. been observed. It was impeccably produced and silence in the background throughout. I mean, no nonsense. Well, it, it sounds well, like she's putting together an IKEA flat pack. No, she's not. Um, she's <laughs> just doing the laundry, which I probably should have done about 20 minutes ago. You're washing it, it's um, banging about, like you, what, you're putting your pots and pans in the washing machine? No, no, we've got um, laminate floor, and it's... Oh, you're washing that? If you put the um, the laundry basket on the floor, it makes quite a racket, but... Well, I'll tell you what, Paul, you made... That's the atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it does, the ambience. There's no, there's, no, there's no fans in the stadium, so we've got okay. to create our own atmosphere, so this perfect. is what we're doing. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Paul, welcome back. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I, I thought performance-wise, at the same time, let's just start by saying we're not getting carried away here by any stretch. I no, thought it was a much improved performance in that the difference was here why we didn't lose the game and why we won was we were just solid. We did the basics all over the pitch. They put a lot and of balls into our... Yeah, I mean, and they've been on a hell of a run, haven't they? But they put so many balls in the box, yeah. didn't they? Like, Long diagonals got out wide. They loved a diagonal ball from you know about ten yards outside the box, just hanging one off for cookie. They had some big fucking lads, didn't they? And then you bring Donald Clayton Donaldson on in injury time, and you're just thinking, Jesus, Danny Rowe, Clayton Donaldson, Andy Cook. I mean, that is a a physical strike force, isn't it? If, if there ever there was one. Yeah. And I thought we defended some blocks. Manny Month they put a block in. They like um, worked the ball to the edge of the box, and he flew in. Clark he blocked some. Jay Spear and put a couple of brilliant tackles in. Everyone, to be honest. You know, we, it wasn't vintage football. I thought Kieran Morris was probably our best footballer tonight. 
Um, I think he could be a real player in that. I mean, he was asked to be almost be a striker tonight, wasn't he? But I think like yeah, behind the striker, line, yeah. yeah. Um, Woolery by no means back to his best, but to be doing what he was doing there in the ninetieth minute, and he should score. Nick Roberts, my very long time close personal friend, um, said the Woolery of a couple of months ago buries that chance in the last minute. Um, yeah. But he did so well to, to need to turn his man on the halfway line, get there. And all he has to do is roll it into the bottom corner. The keeper's gone the other way. But, you know, the way it's going for him at the minute, you know, it's not going in. It flies over. But, you know, and for once, like, we saw the game out. We were very clever. Didn't we? We, like, um, I think it was Callum McDonald near the end. Took it up, you know, into the corner flag. Uh, we... We saw the game out. They didn't have any real chance chances. There was a couple of just ball, balls in the box, wasn't it, that we dealt with. And then um, it'll feel, especially to the players, I think, you know, without James Vaughan as well, that'll be a big result. It's a big result, the goal as well. And it was always going to take something like this, right? It was, and again, to quote my very good, close, personal, long-time friend, Nick Roberts, as Danny Lloyd kept that in, right, he kept that in. And between him keeping it in and shooting, Nick went... This could be this could turn our season. He said them. He said that exact phrase went this could this could turn our season around. And then he hit it and it goes in. And I was flabbergasted. But <laughs> it was that wasn't it? It was it was gone. The ball was going out. He keeps it in. Gets there. And it's it's a fucking like I said on Twitter, it's an own goals and gaffs classic, isn't it? Mm. Whips it in, hits their fella on the arm by the look of things, to be honest, didn't it? Like it and yeah. it, keeper gets an hand to it, hits the post, doesn't even hit like doesn't even hit the back of the net. Like all the great, the like all the greatest goals, Paul. They don't hit yeah. the back of the net. Um, <laughs> creeps over the line. And do you know what? On balance of play, I do think we probably just shaded it. Um, Feeney still looks. I think we need to give him a break or a cortisone injection or something or some get get him some cans of monster. You know, because he just looks. A sh- he really is. Wallery looked, you know, the work rate was still there. And do you know what? Feeney's work rate is still there, but his touch and his decision-making, there was a couple of times, second half, where we had, I think it was twice, stick out my head, where we had breaks on. And instead of playing a little pass inside or looking up and seeing that someone was free, he tried to run his man down the line. And I think both times, one, he ran it out for a throw-in, and the other time he ran it out for a goal kick. And he's a quality player, but he's just in a real rut at the minute. Um but it was it was it was just a good solid performance. Again, the least you expect. But the only negative being that like every other team in the entire world seemed to win tonight, didn't they? Like every team in like the top three hundred places in League Two yeah. got a result. Well, but, six out of seven. Yeah. Um but you know, we just gotta focus on ourselves right now, haven't we? Interestingly though, I've I I don't like looking ahead and thinking about what could happen. But we've got Barrow at home on Saturday. Now they are they're pretty much safe, quite frankly. It would have to take a colossal effort for them to go down. Their goal difference is probably what's going to keep them up, to be honest. South End are Grimsby can get what, thirty seven foot. They can be caught, but it you know, it would be ridiculous for them to be caught. So they will still be playing on Saturday, but you'd expect us, wouldn't you, to beat Barrow. <laughs> oh no on paper, easy said than done. Do you know who Bolton play? And who, who more can play and who Bolton play on Saturday? Yeah, they play on HR. They are. So, points are being dropped there, Paul. Mm. All of a sudden, you're thinking, hang on, we can win, right? I, ideally, there, you're thinking a draw, aren't so, you? So, just rewind it a few minutes and you said that we're not getting carried away. Paul, I'm just saying, um, can you buy a full-scale replica of the champion, of the League 2 trophy? <laughs> no. Um, Listen, it's, it was it was better tonight, but it was by far, by far, looking like a promotion contending side. To be to be brutally honest, um, yeah, we needed to show the same qualities. You know, the hard work, the determination, the desire. You know, putting those blocks in, putting your body on the line. But in the final third, I mean, we've created next to nothing again. Um, no, James Vaughan. Looked like he'd limped off on Saturday. So I'm hoping, you know, it's nothing too serious. But if you're without him for the playoffs or whatever, the last three games, that's, again, big blow. We've not scored barely any goals <laughs> when he's not been in the side. Um, 
he was rushed back. Paul is, is the thing. He, he yeah. was rushed back. He was supposed to be well, in game. They, they admitted, we can say it now. They, they admitted. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not going to be. He's not fit enough to start. He's barely fit enough to come off the bench. But we just needed him. It was desperation, and I really hope it hasn't backfired big time. And that it's just the precaution, and it's not as serious as maybe we fear it it is but it doesn't look good does it he's been out for eight or nine weeks and then he comes back and he was limping with his uh, with that same knee um so yeah that's uh that's a concern um but yeah it's not getting carried away it wasn't it wasn't brilliant it wasn't no. brilliant at all but uh it stops the run as i say good defensive display and um Kept Cookie quiet, which is good. Yeah. And um yeah, just yeah. The it was solid. Goal. It was solid and there was no mistakes. And yeah. more often than not, you do that. At the minimum you get a point. And you yeah. get a bit of luck or a bit well, of magic. That's it. I mean you we could we could have easily drawn nil nil, you know, some of those games that we've been narrowly beating. Yeah. But it's just you, to win games, you need to score goals. We don't look like scoring many goals at all, do we? That's that's the that's the big problem, and that's that's going to be the the difference between who goes up and who stays in League Two. Is you know which team can put the ball in the back of the net. We don't look like scoring very often to be to be brutally <laughs> honest I mean that's that's the third goal in seven games it was an OG I don't think we had another shot on target apart from that in the entire game um, so there's the, those stats don't really inspire you with a great deal of confidence to be brutally honest and I know one of the tweets that we're going to go through in a, in a short while said this is going to be a happier happier part and I am happy that we've won but realistically you know we're still in the same position we're, we're scrambling for those playoffs and yeah it's going to be a case of you know we're going to have to scramble through them to if, we, if we're going to you know get back into League One I think Yeah I know what I was saying there but you know if we if we went on Saturday and Morecambe and Bolton draw, suddenly you know we'll be within a win of of overtaking both of them because all our goal differences are very very close. So you'd even argue maybe a Morecambe win and a win for us, but it comes down to we've got three games to go. We've got Ballow at home, Fothers Green away, and Colchester at home. Now you know there's no easy games. The old cliche, but. You'd take that, Paul, wouldn't you? If someone said you you go into the final day uh, with a chance to go up automatically right no. now, would you no. not take that? Would you rather it be done? As I'd in- rather be, yeah. Uh, uh, all this stuff, like, uh, you know, we there's a slight chance that we could go up and then you don't, and then you're totally deflated and that, that hits you in the playoffs. You'd rather have the position sorted before that last day of the season. Obviously, if it was, you know, we need a point to to go up, that's slightly different. And if we were in those top three positions, but if there was, if we were like three points behind and we needed to win by, you know, two more goals or, you know, to, you know, something like that, we needed to win 2 0 and we needed the other team to lose. Um, yeah. I love that Paul. Chances are, wouldn't happen. I love that we'd all be just so deflated when it doesn't happen that it does hit you. You, fi- you find those teams. We mentioned it the the, the other day. Um, you were talking about Mansfield going into those twenty nineteen playoffs. Yeah, got beat really on the final day by MK Dons. They missed out on promotion automatics, wasn't it? On goal difference. They've been in the top three pretty much since, you know, game one. They fall out in the last game um, on goal difference. And then they lose on, on, on penalties. It was, it was two goalless games, wasn't it, I think? Or something, yeah. something daft no, like that. One all, one, one, and then nil-nil. Nil. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, you, you, you're totally deflated. I'd rather know the position before that last game. 
I don't want anything riding on that last game if we're not, you know, guaranteed to, you know, to go up. If we're in the top three, which is extremely unlikely, um, that would be different. But if we're just going to be, you know, in this fifth place, fourth or fifth place, uh, I'd rather it be, you know, we're in the playoffs or we're in the, the autos. Paul, I want, I want different permutations. I want a graphic on Soccer Saturday. I want Jeff Stellan to have to explain the graphic of the different permutations that can take place. If Tramia win and Bolton lose and Morecambe lose, Tramia get... I want that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Give me some mm. excitement in this season. Give me a last day promotion battle. All three games live on Sky. I think the all... Isn't the last... The last week... Like, don't you normally do that? Yeah, they're, they're all going to kick off. Normally, split don't they? League One, League Two, champ over the weekend, yeah. so they can devote like a whole, or at least they do. They normally do like everything. Every game kicks off at a certain time. Um, I'm not being funny, Matt, but like you're asking for excitement. Have you watched us for the last twelve months? Paul, I mean, that's the, why the last I need nine months. <laughs> yeah, it's not been exciting. I can't watch Scunthorpe until many more times. <laughs> So it's yeah, uh, that would be my preferred. I'd rather know before go- going into that last game, but you know, well, yeah, of course it would be nice if we could if we could still do it. But I do think that if you if you just miss out, or if we you know we got there and we missed out on goal difference because we've been so shit at putting the ball in the net over the last few matches, you'd be so deflated going into those playoffs that it's gonna. It's going to be a tough ask to build yourself back up again, but I think I'll be deflated going into the playoffs anyway. Like mm. it's mad. I was so excited for the playoffs a couple of years ago. Like you know, yeah, because we weren't expecting anything. No, it was exciting, wasn't it? And um, this year, I don't know why. You considering where we were, like after ten games and that, but I'll just be like, fucking hell. All I'll be thinking is, even though we've won the last two playoffs we've been in, I'll just be going, no, bad. I don't know why, but like got a bad feeling about these playoffs if we have to end up in them yeah well it, it is it is what it is I think we're we're pretty much such would guarantee the playoff police now so what have you just done Paul retract that right now that's a kiss of death <laughs> um, so you know we'll see we'll see what happens well the, the main thing here Paul is we've stopped the rot it's a win we've won a game it's a clean sheet a goal um, not a vintage performance, but like to stop a, ru- a run like this, it's always going to be a performance and a win like that, isn't it? Yeah, that's and it. Now we go into Saturday, Barrow, and you think, right, okay, they've lost the last two or three, even lost the last two, you know, pretty pretty much safe unless there's a miracle from Southend or Grimsby. And you look at them and like, we owe them one for that game at theirs over Christmas and New Year where... God, we should, we did not. We had against ten men for half an hour and did nothing. Remember, I was probably yeah. the most angry I've been this season. That it was so frustrating. We had Fedier and Vaughan on as well, and we did nothing, nothing. And I think there was another one where he didn't even bring back a Taylor on, did he? And we were just like screaming. They could have won that game as well. They had the better chance. I think Quigley had a chance. So we got to be going into that, and like we've got every chance. And I don't care what you know the players and the you know the management and the staff will say. That they'll know that Bolton and Moore can play each other. They'll know that they'll be playing each other. And Forest Green will be the same. If they win their game in hand, and Newport, like, they've both got games in hand. Everyone, all eyes will be on that Bolton-Morecambe game, and everyone will be hoping, really, for a draw. I think a, a draw is the perfect result, really. Um, mm. it, it will put all us, Forest Green and Newport, all back in with an outside chance of sneaking that third. Bolton hosts Exeter as well in two weeks. And Exeter, you know, if they win their game in hand, they go back into the top seven. So, Paul, there's three games to play for some of us, four for the others, and, you know, it, it, it's crazy, isn't it, Paul? We've got three games to go, and we could very well end up being automatically promoted, or not even in the playoffs. Like, football, bloody hell. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it makes it very interesting going into those those last three games, so... Something to look forward to, um, especially given the, the the kind of the nature and the really sort of negative um, feeling, let's say, um, around everything that's gone on over the last 
you know, we've been on such a poor run for promotion content inside and inverted commas that, um, you know, tonight's result has hopefully given everyone a bit of a lift, although uh, reading some of the tweets, um, not overwhelmingly uh, the case, but uh, let's uh, let's go for a few. Um, Steve Rollinson says, same shit, different outcome this time. I couldn't rely on pens, so went for an OG instead. Uh, John R35, hopefully a bit of confidence at the right time. Bit of luck with a goal, um, but we ground out the result at the end. Manny dealt brilliantly with Cook. He was brilliant yeah. again tonight, yeah. Yeah, it was very good, very good. Um, Sam Robinson uh, says that, uh, where are we? Like I said, everyone, boys are back in town. Paul Harper's back. Professionals over. Yeah, terrible game of association football. One shot on target between two sides sums it up. But I don't care a bit. Got a bit, bit uh, got the bit of luck we needed for the goal. Defended very well. Whisper it, but we're still in a shout of the top three. I think he's uh, getting a bit carried away there, Samuel. Um, Chris Redmond. Here we go. Be honest, without an own goal, it's another boring nil-nil. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah, that's it. It's just, it was exactly same old, sort of same old for the last few weeks. Get what he's saying there, absolutely. Uh, Keith Bond says, poor game. Still persisting with playing midfielders as centre-forwards. Uh, telling to me that any subs he makes are usually to bolster defence rather than go for a win. Uh, a lot of people saying that a win's a win. I did uh, point out that the goal was a fluke on, on the tweet that we uh, posted on full time. So um, yeah, nobody seems to care. Um, after Saturday, I decided. So this is uh, sorry, Stephen Sarson says after Saturday, I decided to watch the snooker instead of tonight. Um, sounds like Lloyd scored with a trick shot that John Virgo would have been proud of. Nice little, um, what was it called, that programme? Big Break? Big Break, mate. Nice Jim Big Davidson, break, uh, your right. kind of guy, Jim Davidson. Shares a lot of reviews. No, no, not at all. Sarson, by the way, um, top guy, top guy. One of my, uh, one of the crew. Back in, do you remember the days when we could go to the game, Paul? Barely. Yeah, a loyal a loyal part of, of the crew of mine who, who go to the game. I'll just say this, a private joke that only me and Nick Roberts will get, but... Uh, good, good result for the Arsenal on the weekend. Good result for the Arsenal sauce, wasn't it? Uh, Clive Challoner, no relation, says, excellent work to see the game through to the end. Certainly looks a little better. Signs of a little confidence returning. One win should make the playoff position certain. Uh, Lindsay Austin said, thought we looked much better tonight. Had more intent. Um, although they weren't really even very good. <laughs> Yep, um, wasn't impressed with Bradford whatsoever. Um, that's about it, really. There's a, there's a good few. Uh, Martin Oliver, let's let's uh, read this out. Won a game without having a single shot on target, and he's posted the screenshot of the uh, the full time statistics on the <laughs> on the I follow. Um, neither team had a shot on target. Neither team created a clear cut chance, according to the stats. So uh, interesting. How can a game finish? That that can't be right. What? No no shots on target. No shots on target, and it finished one 0 well, That can't be right, can it? Well, yeah, because it I wasn't mean, a even, shot. But it, it was a cross. Well, yeah, well, yeah but well, yeah, I suppose so. But surely Paul, that's. I think, uh, Paul, I think you've embarrassed yourself again. You, Paul, well, are, you, yeah. are you going Not for the first apologize? time? Are you going to apologise to the stats? <laughs> I apologise to the stats. Thank you very much. That, that's that's <laughs> at a time when we're condemning um, the football world in this stupid. Well, we should probably European finish Super League, which we'll brush on slightly yeah. at the end. Um, we've just watched a game with no shots on target. I mean, this is this is this is what uh, this is what we fought. This, this is, is what, what we fought against before the 
game was saying, if you want to watch some real football, come and watch I Follow, watch Tramier. No shots on target in the whole game from either yeah. team. Or inject it in my veins. <laughs> this is what we're going to have to... You Liverpool and Arsenal and uh, Man City fans, come and watch proper football where you don't even see a shot on the goal. Unbelievable. Oh, um, give me the tear to my eye. <laughs> Um, someone else is pointing out that some of the other stats pages do have us down as having a shot on target, just one. But uh, yeah, there well, we go. Like, I don't care what you say, Paul. That Danny Lloyd cross was not a shot; it was a cross. If that's what they can't win, absolute bollocks. Mm, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Single, there was not a shot on target. No, in the whole game. No, from <laughs> either that. team. No. <laughs> What an indictment that is of, um, well, League Two and, and you know, Tramia Rovers, promotion contenders. We didn't even have a shot on target in the whole game. Anyway, we'll take it. We'll take it. One now. Three more, three more of those bites. Come on. That's what we want. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's most of the tweets. Thank you very much to everyone for getting in touch. Um, we've kept it quite brief because, well, one, it's getting quite late. Um, and two, there's a lot of sort of similar similar posts. Three, um, just just saying that it's uh, you know an important win, which it is definitely an important win to uh, to keep us on track for at least the playoffs. So uh, yeah, much needed after the the very poor run of results that we've had. So yeah, please please stop, aren't you? Please stop again. Please, we've got the points, but um, performance still leaves a bit to be desired. That's my summation. Right. European Super League. Oh, Treacle's coming for this, you hear her? Um, <laughs> She's not been happy. She hasn't shown up like your She's going to be the Gary Neville of the podcast. Well, Jürgen Klopp was having a go with her earlier, so probably, yeah. <laughs> um, I should put, just to show how like big a story this is, Tash, if I say like Tash hates football, right, that isn't doing it justice. Like, she just I don't, actually don't think, oh hello treat gold yeah European Super League load of shite um, it's maybe not that she hates it as such but she just doesn't un, even bother trying to understand it and like doesn't understand she came to Wembley and saw, obviously was there when we beat Newport and she you know saw the emotion and she said she understands you why we get it now because you know it's it's the emotion you feel with your friends and your family when you're at the game yeah. and good things rarely you know, happen and when they really do, it's amazing. But, you know, she literally, if I'm putting the footy on, like she'll be like, I'll either put headphones on, watch stuff on the phone and, you know, no interest at all, will not watch a second of it, just hates it, not interested. She actually came into my office today this morning and went, what is this European Super League and why is it all, like why is it, I can't see anything other than this on like Twitter or stuff like that. <laughs> And so, like, I tried to explain it all, and she was like, "What?" She was like, "What?" I don't understand why. Why have they done this? And I was like, "Yes, this is this is what everyone is saying." So, it's just Paul, isn't it? From the moment this this story broke on Sunday night, I can't think of anything ever, not just in like sport and football, but in the world that has brought so many different people of different, you know, different you know politics. How you feel about that? How you feel about everything else? Almost everyone other than these six complete dickheads, or sorry, these you know, the 12 dickheads at the clubs, you know, City, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, and uh, who was the other club in this country? Who were the six? City, City United, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, and... Manchester United. I've said them, I've named City United, Arsenal, Liverpool. Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool. Then you had Inter, AC Milan, Juve, Atletico, Real, and Barca. The twelve dickheads, and probably more. You had a couple at each club. Everyone else has just gone. Honestly, who the fuck do you think you are? For a start, right? And it's been amazing how everyone's just gone. Okay, then go on, then do it. It was a bluff, wasn't it? Let's be honest. The whole thing was a bluff to try and force you know, this new revamped Champions League thing a bit because. Honestly, go and do it. Go and do it. You never wanted to do it. It's it's a thing. They're just scum. It's greed. To, to, to just you know, keep saying what Gary Neville was saying yesterday. It's just greed. That's what it is. It's obscene greed. 
Like you, you, these clubs don't need this money. They're already getting. But then you see Real Madrid and Barcelona are one billion and nine hundred million euros in debt each, respectively. How? How is that possible? You'll know, Paul, if me or you go into our overdraft, the bank is on the blower here within. If you're lucky, if you get twenty seconds, or you get an email going, you do know you're in your overdraft. Yeah. Like, how are these clubs allowed to build up this debt? They're never going to be able to pay that off unless they get bought by again some Qatari, you know, or you know, oil state or something like that. It, we're living in a world, Paul, where Paris Saint Germain are the good guys in this. <laughs> What's going on? It's bizarre yeah. world. Yeah, it's um, yeah. That's obviously. I mean, I do understand why they're trying to do it because they want to line the pockets. They want to have the power on the TV rights, image rights, all the rest of it to line the pockets even even more. I mean, a close shop a competition just stinks, really. And if they think that everybody is going to get so excited about watching Liverpool against Real Madrid or, you know, Real Madrid against uh, Man United every other week, they'll be sadly mistaken because they'll soon get absolutely bored shitless of of watching the same old tribe um, week in, week out, which it would have been. Um, Yeah, just the same teams because they don't want to... You know, they don't want to lose that powerful position at the top of the game. I mean, to think that Spurs and Arsenal are in this. Uh, I mean, Spurs, I don't know if anybody's watched them this season, but they're, <laughs> they're a terrible football team. Paul, we've um, won more than them both in the last 10 years. <laughs> well, not last 10 years. In the last three years, we've won more, we've won more than Spurs in the last 10 years. And we've won more than Spurs and Arsenal combined in the last two years. Yeah, like so, and as Gary Neville was saying, like some of these teams aren't even in the champ. You know, United not in the Champions League. Um, Tottenham, you know, got absolutely um, humiliated in the Europa League, didn't they, the other week? Yeah, it's like it, what what gives you the right to think that you're the you're the the biggest, the best teams in or the best clubs in in Europe anyway? They've got no right whatsoever, and yeah, I mean, I think if it had gone ahead, it would have been a, um, you know, it would have created big damage for the for the pyramid in this country, as it is. It looks like, I mean, given all the players' statements this evening that are coming out, and um, Edward Wood has resigned, hasn't he, from United and things like that. Uh, City are trying to pull out. Uh, Chelsea the same so it doesn't look like it's going to go ahead but um, it reminds me Paul it reminds you of the the, the big the what was it the big picture or the big project big picture back in November project big picture yeah where they're going to keep coming up with their own powerful solutions in inverted commas to try and make the game better but effectively it's just going to be we want the power. We want to make the the big decisions that will help us earn more money. And you know, to echo what sort of Neville and Carragher were saying on the TV last night, it's just rich owners trying to get even richer, trying to pull even more money out of football, having no respect for the you know the history, to the tradition, all the rest of it of these football clubs. They're custodians of the football clubs, and yeah. pa- Palios has always said this about Tramia. He's a custodian. The fans, the people of that, you know, that town, that city, or whatever, they're the football club. He's just overseeing it, and you know, to try and make a, a quick few quid out of out of the game in a closed competition where you can't get relegated, uh, it's just going to be boring anyway. I mean, I've. I've watched two games in the Premier League this season and had to turn off because they were I was bored shitless. So, you know, these top teams need to realise they're not they're not as good as they think they are either. And these games aren't gonna be, you know, these fantastic spectacles that you know, the best best football in, in the world sort of thing. Paul, we've just sat and watched the game for ninety plus minutes when neither team had a shot on a fucking target. So 
I'd rather watch they, that. They, they try and tell us that football isn't entertaining. The kids aren't watching it. It's too long. Walk a mile in our shoes. <laughs> Bloody Florentino Perez. Well, maybe maybe this this is the thing. Like this European Super League, they've cut it so short. So from announcing it to actually ending it, it's been so quick that it, it does fit in the, into the uh, attention span of these eighteen to twenty four year olds that they're targeting. So um, fair play for them to uh, you know stick into their values there. But you know, yeah, load of load of bollocks really. Tonight, um, they said that you know, Jordan Anderson has sent a. Uh, a message to all the other captains. Like, can you imagine what that message sent? He must have. Is there a WhatsApp group he's got with all the Premier League captains? Do you think the Sheffield United captains just looked at it and gone, I'm going to leave that on red? Can't be fucking arsed with this. <laughs> and the Burnley captain are just going, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, Jordan Anderson, like, I watch, hey lads, we need to all get together here. Yeah, sound. Fucking sure. But in all seriousness, great that all the players, you know, have been just so unanimous against it. It's crazy, isn't it? Honestly, like you couldn't get uh, I'd like to get two add. Premier League teams couldn't even order a cup of coffee together without arguing, mm. and every single one of them have come together. It's amazing. I would like to add that um, Patrick Bamford made a very good point on his in his interview after the game last night by saying, as soon as money comes into things. Everybody's up in up in arms about everything, yeah, and coming together, and the whole football world has been united in saying no, we don't want this Super League, but yet we still allowing Bulgaria and um, you know the fans in Italy and whatever to continually get away with racism in football, well, and we just sort of brush it under the under the carpet and we give them a fine of like fifty thousand euros and just say yeah or a slap on the hand. And uh, yeah, you think, yeah, actually, we should be dealing with racism in football exactly the same way as this is being handled. But when we're talking about clubs possibly losing, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds, then it becomes serious. Well, yeah, yeah obviously, the, the finances keep the keep the game going, but. You know, racism is just as important a, a topic and should be dealt with as importantly, if not more importantly. And I'd like to, you know, think that the football communities could try and come together in a similar kind of way to let's let's end this nonsense of racism that continually gets brought up every you know couple of weeks. You know, when fans are in the stadium, like um, countries like Bulgaria and, and that, it happens all the time. Italy is, you know, there's, there's, you know, monkey chance all the time, um, and yeah, let's cut it, cut it out. Uh, so it'd be nice for all these people that have been, you know, very um, keen to speak out against this European Super League to do exactly the same against against important subjects like racism. The thing is, Paul, like you say that you got Slavia Prague, that player Cadella has been banned for 10 games. He's still saying he didn't do anything. The club is still backing him. And you look at that club, Slavia Prague, and you look in the past, Lukaku has accused them. Um, I forget. I think um, Several other black players have accused them. And mm. they've just basically denied it every single time. It's it was like, the it's, same with Bulgaria, wasn't it? When they yeah, played oh, in Bulgaria, where they just said, oh, no, it was... Um, it's, it, it was, was a couple. It was a bad couple of people. Oh, and, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, they, they were upset with the coach making a change, and they yeah. Were, or and on. Odigo, oh no, it was, it was, a, it was not a, stupid. It's like it, the problem in these countries is Paul. These, you know, like you say, it's there's there's groups in in your Italy's and in your Spain's. So remember, it happened in years ago. Carton Cole, they played a, a, a. We played them in a friendly about ten years ago at the Bernabeu. And yeah, he was really right, chance him and right him, and yeah, yeah, him and Carton Cole, Ashley Cole, um, Ashley Cole as well, yeah. And you know, you, you kind of you don't, ex- you don't expect it with in the twenty first century. I'm not being funny. Wherever you are, you, this this just shouldn't happen. Should not happen. Um, and obviously, you know, there's countries that are less educated or whatever, and well, or there's, that's, you know. 
It's no argument, and it's no excuse, is it, for your Bulgarians, your Romanians, your Latvians, your your Lithuanians, your your Czech Republics, and stuff like that. You know, it it is no excuse, and it doesn't make it any better. And until, but then the thing is, it comes down to it. It comes down to education, Paul, doesn't it? And unfortunately, not in these countries. There's huge far right movements that you know go on that you you know they, they go under the radar, and you know, like in Russia, you know, places like that. A lot of the Eastern Bloc, former Eastern Bloc countries, and until thing is FIFA, Paul, yeah, just go. You're banned. You are banned. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what kind of what I'm sort of touching on. Like the punishments don't fit the crime. No, you know, get, giving a, a fine of fifty thousand euros and then saying to Bulgaria, "Oh, you're going to have to play behind closed doors." You next two games or something I mean, not. everybody's playing behind closed doors now anyway yeah <laughs> so i don't know whether that's that's been carried over or whatever but it's just it doesn't fit the crime we well, um, need well. to be harsh strong punishments like there should be harsh strong punishments on these clubs that are trying to take away all the tradition and the history of you know football in this country and in spain and italy as well yeah it, let's be paul as well let's not Try and now that you know it's come out tonight, Chelsea and Man City are both trying to back out now. Well, they are going to back out. Bottle jobs, bottle jobs. Don't now let's not canonize these clubs and be like, well, let's not congratulate them and go, well done. No, right, be really clear in this, right? 99.9% of the staff at these clubs, players, managers, you know, office staff, even chief execs probably didn't have any idea about this. There's a very select few, isn't there, at the very top of all 12 of these clubs who will have known about this. Right. But at the end of the day, the ones at the very top have tried this and they've they've gambled, they've thrown the dice, they've put it all on black and it's come out on red and now they're there going, no, I'm gone. Uh, we weren't really meaning to do a bet. And I'm afraid, lads, you have fucked it. And this I isn't going to be... like We can never let these clubs forget about this, ever, ever yeah. again. They've, they've embarrassed mean, themselves, all of them. Every All 12 of these clubs can never be allowed to forget this. I mean, it's slightly different in Spain and Italy where the presidents are very sort of high profile and you're sort of in the, spot, in the spotlight a lot, you know, because of the the nature of the, the sports media in those in those two countries. Crazy, there, isn't it? Especially in Spain. Madness. But... You know the, the the six clubs, the six English clubs, other than sort of Daniel Levy, who you know comes out a few, you know, from time to time. You never see these people. You never see the Glazers. You never see John Henry. You never see Sheikh Mansour. These are the ones making the decisions, and I fi- <laughs> like I felt sorry for Jurgen Klopp last night having to come out. And trying to explain a, a decision he's had no, nothing to do with. That some guy in America on a you know on a Zoom call has made a decision above his head that he doesn't agree with that affects his his club, his job, and everything going forward. And but he's the mouthpiece, and these 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 people, these owners, just get away with it, just in the in the background. These are the ones that are making these stupid decisions to try and, you know, destroy the the you know the English game. Let's, let's concentrate on you know English football. You know, it would have a massive, massive impact on the English pyramid at a time when you know we're going through a pandemic. Clubs are struggling massively all the way down the foundations of the pyramid are extremely, extremely shaky, um, to say the very least. Um, and they're just wanting to tear it all apart um, and just focusing right on the, t- the top, the tip of the pyramid, looking after themselves and forget the rest of you. And it would, just, it would, it would quickly break up. Thankfully, it's not going to happen, but... Um, yeah, these these people leave a lot to be desired. And... Subhuman scum, Paul. They don't care about they don't care about anyone but themselves. And these are all multi multi millionaires themselves. And talk about not reading the fucking room. These people are, are they're, Paul. They're scum. They literally wouldn't care 
um, about you. If you were on the floor, if you were on fire, dear the old adage, you wouldn't piss on you on fire. They wouldn't, even if they had petrol to throw on you to make it worse, they'd be like, no, they're, they're, they're just these people. All they care about is themselves, making more money for themselves, even though they are multi, multi, and billionaires in most of the cases at the Glazers. Get these people, whatever can be done, right? Get these people out of these clubs. Every single one of these people now who have been in charge, they should all be gone. They should all be gone. They should be removed by, if government legislation has to come in. And do you know what? Honestly, th- throw them all out of domestic competition this year, deduct them points, and do you know what? Fucking demote them. Demote them. It needs to be the head, even if they back out now, you can't do this. It's like, it's the equivalent of stealing the crown jewels and then walking into a police station with them a few days later and going, oh, it was just, we're just having a laugh. Well, you still fucking done the crime. Like you say, Paul, you still did the crime. A funny story about this, by the way, um, do you know Andrea Agnelli, the uh, Juve guy? He was the... Yeah. Um, he was the chairman of the European Club Association, wasn't he, until <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And then over the weekend, a guy, a couple of people at um, other European clubs messaged him because they'd heard rumours of stuff going on. And they said, we're having rumours here about this Super League thing. Is, is there anything we should know or be worried about? And he went, no, no, no. He went, no. It, th- you know, it's nothing going on. Not to my knowledge, anyway. Then he resigned, didn't he, from that? <laughs> On, like, Sunday evening, and then all this stuff come out, like, Sunday afternoon, sorry, all this stuff come out. Do you know what he did? So he didn't have to answer to any of them. He just turned his phone off. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he did. He turned his phone off, and he said all these other clubs, are like, people from the other clubs, and from uh, the European Club Association, all the chairmen and chief execs were trying to ring him, going, what the fuck are you going? I mean, this is what we're talking about. He lied to their face, like, the day before, all this fully knowing. How can you trust any of these people? Think how many times they've lied over the last, like, six months. And it's been pointed out. Remember, Paul, Arsenal, Spurs, Liverpool, furloughed their staff six months ago and were all forced. And you, Arsenal fucking sacked Gunnosaurus. I know everyone had a laugh about it. But, oh, we can't afford to pay this guy, whatever it was. Mm. What, what would he have been on? It wasn't his full time. Or even if it was, you know, he did it a few days a week. Let's say he's getting paid 25 grand a year for doing that. Right. You honestly, you fucking. I was going to say the C word then, Paul, but I don't want to say it. These clubs are absolute scum. They're absolute scum. Every single one of them. And now they're all backing out and flapping it because they've been called out. The bluff has been called. Every single one of them needs the heaviest sanctions possible. Throw them out the leagues. Take the titles off them. Do whatever you can. And fans of. I feel sorry for the fans of these clubs. I've got. I'm sure we all have good friends who are Liverpool fans. Good lads proper football fans, they're ashamed. They're absolutely ashamed. They're going, what do we do? Because they still they still love their football club. They still love the players that play for them. But the clubs themselves, I, I, I can't see how you can ever come back from this. Until The only way is, Paul, every single person involved who knew about this and was behind it needs to leave their clubs. That is the only way they can get back to the fans of their clubs being able to support them I don't think the fans will ever be able to support them to the levels they did up until Sunday. I honestly believe that. I couldn't, could you? If you found out, if I found out that Trammy were trying to get in this. But then <laughs> the joke is, if fucking Arsenal and Spurs were trying to get in, right. do you know what I mean? We should have been going, oi, what are you doing? Arsenal, <laughs> you're a complete joke. How many, look, how many trophies have you won in the last three years, Spurs? Oh, none. We've won two playoff finals, mate. See ya. You can go. You can go and be with it's the laughable thing, Paul, as well, isn't it? Like the way that these, if I was a club like Ajax, right, or you know, even like Borussia Dortmund, but Ajax especially, you know, because they're not in one of the big leagues, so mm. to speak, or you know, Red Star Belgrade, these teams with massive histories, or Marseille, European Cup winning clubs. You know, how many fucking European Cups have um, Ajax won? Do you know what I mean? They were win. You know, they were Champions League semi finalists a couple of years ago. They won it in 94, they got to the final the following year, Dortmund won it in 97. Uh, so, you know, these these people, Paul, honestly, do you think, look where Man City were 20 years ago, getting beat by us in the league? <laughs> they were in bloody League One in 1999, yeah. getting beat by Wrexham and getting held by Macclesfield. Yeah. Like, they just, honestly, honestly, Paul, we could go on all night about this, couldn't we? And we've already gone 15 minutes. We said we'll finish by 10. It's now quarter past. But yeah. you could tell we'd both. I think you know, everyone's thinking the same thing, aren't they, about this? Yeah. They're just fucking scumbags. 
absolute scumbags who care about nothing but themselves and lining their own pockets and money. And they're all now flapping it. And we can never, ever let these football clubs forget what they've done, ever. The problem, problem is, though, is that the Premier League needs those six clubs for, obviously, you know, the TV deals and the other clubs need those six clubs for that revenue as well. So, as you said, probably all was a bluff because they want more power. So, you know, they'll probably get their way. They probably will get a compromise and they'll be, you know, they'll be in a more powerful position, whatever way, you know, let's say 12 months time. But then, you know, in two years, what's what's next? Is there going to be, you know, there'll be something else, there'll be something else that... It's going to continue until I, they they get what they want. I I I think it might. They're in continue. two. They're in they're, they're in two powerful position, and the problem is is that you know the the Premier League was formed and has given those clubs all that power, and, and the FA FA is kind of uh, washed their hands of of you know administrating the game in this country at the top level, and the clubs have all the power. And that, that's that's why they could do they could make a decision, or you know try and set up this this league as they have. But there's nothing to say that you know something similar isn't going to happen in twelve months, twenty four months, whatever. No. <laughs> for it to all be you know put in um, into disarray once again. So I think Paul, you know. you're saying there that you think this is you know what's to stop it coming back and they're doing it to try and get what they want. I think, I'd, I'd love to think that um, suddenly the power, the power shifted, it changed. I don't think the clubs have got the power now because of this, because they've come out as a power hopefully, place. You will force so, it. Yeah, and now FIFA, UEFA, like if they want changes to Champions League and stuff like this and the clubs go like this, all of a sudden, you know, unless it's obviously something that all the clubs would agree on, but they can't, there's the thing now, they can never threaten to do this again. Because they know everyone will just go, okay then. But, you know, what a wacky day, Paul. We had Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime putting out a statement going, we would not, like, what world are we living in where <laughs> Amazon Prime, some bloody intern at Amazon Prime going, you've got to write, type up a, a, a statement, a press, press release, release, saying what? Saying we're not, we, we will not enter negotiations to, to, to um, show, broadcast, be broadcast partners with this. You know, it, it's it's mental, isn't it? But uh, like, I honestly would love to think now that the, the power has shifted because now this is they've played this and lost, and they can never do it again because they know that everyone will just go, okay, go and do it. No one's going with you. You'll be on your own, and if you want to come back, then you'll have to join. Oh, can you imagine it? Can you imagine if they'd gone off and then gone. We want to come back. The okay, then. See, um, there's no space in the northwest counties at the minute. Um, <laughs> Because Vauxhall Motors are reforming, or Camel Aids, you know, it, it would, it would just be, like be like you made you made your fucking bed, lads. Good luck. Do you know what I mean? These oh, these clubs, mate. I feel so sorry. I do. I feel so sorry for the fans of them. Because yeah. they, they just got to be so. It, it's the final straw. We've said for years, haven't we, that the clubs, the, the football we watch, as we've quite clearly seen today, not a single shot. Into, but you know what I mean. The football we watch. And the football at that level is almost like two completely different sports. Not just the fact that you know, other people in the last few days, in the last like forty eight hours, asking me, going, the, the the top Premier League game tonight finished nil nil with uh, very few shots as well. So there oh, you go, Chelsea Brighton. In fact, Brighton had more shots than Chelsea today. Oh Jesus! What nil nil? According to my front my back. I bet it was a good game of football. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's the, it's what a shite Premier League. Here's, here's the difference. It's you know, oh, we've said for years it's completely different. And like I say, I've had, I've had mates message me going, "Do you think that the lower league teams now will start getting? You know, will fans of Liverpool, Everton, Man United, whatnot, start going to the local non-league teams?" And I said, "I know of people who they are die-hard Liverpool Everton fans, and they now bring their children to Tramia because a, it's cheap." Uh, you, know, so you can bring, you know, if you're a da- if mom or dad, you can bring, I'm pretty sure you can bring like two kids for like what, 20 quid, you and them for like 20 quid, n- near enough, isn't it? Um, and there's so much stuff there for the kids to oh, do. Well, you can. I think you can. No, you can get you like, a, you can get a parent and two like under, I'm talking about when I say kids, like, you know, under like tens. 
for like I think if, it's like a pound, isn't it, for under under tens or something like that? Uh, it's cheap. More than that. I don't know. There's a hell of a deal, Paul, because I know people used to do it. You can't take like, a family for twenty quid. No, but you can take two kids. More than that. Someone will know. Someone let us know. At this is charm, yeah. Um, I'm sure you could take. You know, it was like sixteen pounds for an adult, wasn't it? And I'm sure you, like, kids under the age of like ten, like primary school age kids, aren't going to be more than a couple of quid. And there was definitely a thing, wasn't there, for a parent and two kids deal? Um, and even the season yeah, tickets, they did, most they did men- start. They did start to do that. I think it's like two quid for under t- under twelve or something like that. Yeah, so that would be twenty, wouldn't it? Because it's sixteen pound for an adult. Nah, it's it's more than that. I think. Pretty well, sure. Stop poo pooing my idea. Well, uh, but just the fact that they can come in the game, right? And the thing is, when you're a kid, like, people don't remember, right, how much these players are your heroes. At Tramia, yeah. literally, you see the kids waiting, don't you, for the players to arrive. They park in the car park, and they walk in, and they get a photo, and they get an autograph. And at the end of the game, it's the same. And there's no, yeah. you know, there's no players arriving on the bus, and you've got barriers either side and security guards, and you might be lucky if you get a wave or an autograph. And... That's why players like like players like Cookie and Nors and Connor, you know, Maka, Scotty Davis became such legends at this club because, you know, these kids grew up with them and they're the heroes and these players would know the name. They'd be there every week to get, you know, how many autographs can you get of James Norwood or Scotty Davis? But the kids, it, it's amazing. When you're a kid, these are, these are your heroes, the larger-than-life guys. And at this level, they're just there. And that's what they should be. They're not locked away just because they earn, you know, stupid money and drive ridiculous cars. It's a different game, isn't it? And this has shown the difference completely. And I'm so glad, though, that everyone in football has jumped on and smashed this thing's head in because it needed to happen. Finally, something's brought the football world and the world in general together. And all it took was a bunch of complete wankers um, thinking they were better than everyone else. And um, it's backfired on you, it's unlucky. On that note... We should call it call it a day. Twenty five yeah. minutes over what we anticipated. Well, this right. fucking European Super League deserved an extra twenty five minutes to chop things <laughs> up and do two pods. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you to the Chummy um, <coughs> Official Sports Club. Yeah, for sponsoring us and helping with the running costs for the allowing us to produce these podcasts. Um, we've been doing them for every single competitive game. This season, the Papagons yeah, wasn't competitive until the semis. Um, so yeah, we've done. Uh, I say we've done a lot. Um, I'm going to sort of praise you. Uh, you've done all of them. About time, mate. And, um, and I've missed a few. And Jake's obviously missed more than a few. But um, see that again. Yeah, you've you've held it all together. And uh, once again, thank you for Paul. I see myself very much. Last, the Pete, uh, last I'm Saturday, the Pete, I'm the Peter Clark of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe as old as him as well, scarily. Yeah, but as um, yeah, we'll be back on the Saturday when Tramir hosts Barrow, and what should be another pulsating game of football. <laughs> oh God, <bro. laughs> I'm excited just thinking about it. Yeah, well, if we see a shot um, on target, we're oh, shot on target, Paul. Oh, we're, we're, we're doing better than tonight. Getting aroused so. just thinking about it. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much for listening. This is Tramir on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, Paul Apparated 2 on Twitter and Instagram for me. At Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert 17 on Insta. Yes, indeed. At JQOHH for uh, our, our friend who isn't here. Our detained <laughs> pal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you again. And, Apple Podcasts, uh, Paul. Apple Podcasts, get the plug in. Apple Podcasts, yeah. Um, f- leave us a five star rating and a little review. Uh, we've, uh, we've not had one there for a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah, um, but I was, I, was read, I was reading some of the latest ones and we've been left some very nice comments. So, if you do listen. Yeah. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts, please, if you could do that, that's brilliant. We're on a f- 4.9 rating. Someone left upon the star one, didn't they? Yeah. Um, someone didn't like me. I was going to say, one of your many enemies, isn't it? You know, it's to be expected. But um, say, even, if you, even if you've already left a review, people, a five-star written review, grab your girlfriend's phone, grab your boyfriend's phone, your wife, your husband, your children, anyone's phone you can, and just do another one. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, it really does help. It does. Um, yeah, you can follow us on uh, Spotify as well, um, and obviously SoundCloud. However, you want to listen, um, yeah, 
Thank you very much. Listener figures continue to be really good, despite the fact that Tramia have been shite for the last six weeks. So thank you for your continuation of support in listening to, uh, to us rant on about uh, goalless displays and stuff. So, Paul, so we've turned the corner tonight. I really do appreciate it. As my long-time we'll personal, the corner. Yeah, my personal long-time best friend, Nick Roberts, said tonight, when Danny Lloyd kept that ball in before he even crossed it, he said, this could be a turning point in the season. And he whipped it in. Oh, Paul, what a goal, Danny Lloyd. Whipped it in, top corner. Might have took a deflection. Keeper might have got a hand to it. Goal, April goal of the month incoming. Can we all make sure this wins goal of the month, by the way, for April? Don't care if we score yeah. Brazil 1970 cup and, final goal. And, or, and can we all ensure that David Nugent wins every man of the match award and play of the season as well? Can't see. I think they're going to stick to polls from now on with four choices, so... I don't, think, I don't think we'll be seeing that, but we will see you hopefully um, about five o'clock, maybe six o'clock on Saturday um, after we host Barrow. Hopefully, another three points. And Paul, you never know our results go. We could be, we could be sitting back in the hunt, or we could be looking over our shoulder, going "fucking hell, we're not even going to finish in the playoffs." <laughs> ah, football. That's why we love it, isn't it? Promotion and relegation. That's what it's all about. God. God, can we still get in that Super League? <laughs> Give us a close shop. That's nice. all we're after. Bob the Charm, yeah. See you Saturday, Paul. See you Saturday. <laughs>